Hola y bienvenidos a Our Week in Film. I'm Zach. Y soy Chop Chop. Uh, and in today's episode, uh, this is a really weird episode because we had so many technical difficulties. Yes. Technical difficulty number one. Burr. Yesterday, first technical difficulty was that our dad was recording with the microphone. And I made a funny joke. I said, this is such a white house that we got two people recording podcasts in the same house. <laughs> I have to restate it because it even was funny. L- even anyway. less funny the second time around. Yes. So that was the first technical difficulty. Really, there's only two. The next one was that the power went out yesterday, and then Zach decided to go well, to sleep. Te- you could say there are three technical difficulties because the power went out. That was the tech- That was the f- second. Oh yes, and then I guess the third one was because of the power going out, we lost the first half, uh, well, the first hour of the podcast that we already recorded. Yeah. So that was yesterday, uh, June 10th. Now today's the 11th on Thursday. This is our second late episode. It's really saddening but, to see us fall fall but, like this. You know what? There was it was crazy. Even I, I was I, I went out and said, Well, I don't wanna just stay at home. That's when I went to go to Target and I and I went to Drogue go on like the main road and even the lights were out, like the stoplights were out too. I was like, What the heck? Did you have to use the old uh one at a time system? Uh they were doing it but I was like, That's stupid, I'm not gonna do that so I so, I so a, you just barreled no, the I took a right and I went oh. back down Orchard Road and then I went into the I went into the uh, the, the railroad and over there I guess the power didn't go out mm. so the lights were already out. All right, well, uh, th- because of that, because of basically that. what we're saying is that we're redoing ha- about ha- like three quarters to a half of this episode. Yes. And so, so we've already discussed these films. Yeah. But we have to bring content to the people. If the conversation seems like a little. Re- like rehearsed it's not rehearsed it's just we already said it so and well i think we'll maybe try to say different things and also of course and benefit is now we're we have our thoughts more collected and we'll be a bit more articulate hopefully yes. although i probably forgot everything i said already but anyways also a new trivia question for you oh yes you failed the last one i thought you would get it but um here's one uh <clears throat> yo adrian what's that famous quote from oh, god Yo, Adrian. <laughs> well, first of all, the the one yesterday was uh, Libyans. It was the Libyans from Back to the Future. I, I did not get it. Oh God, Yo, oh, Adrian. God. I I really made a big audio peak there. That's why our podcast doesn't have millions of views every week because of the stupid audio peaks. Got to figure out a way to fix that, you know. Um. Yo, Adrian. Rocky call. He wants his face back. That's uh, that's what um, Saul Goodman says in Breaking Bad to Jesse when Hank uh-huh. beats the living crap out of him because they made the phony phone call about Marie being in the hospital. You know when Hank was trying to catch the crystal ship. Mm-hmm. Boom, promise I, promise yeah. So, so that's what I actually know. I just realized that that's where I know that from is Saul saying Yo Adrian. So I actually don't know. I'm assuming maybe Rocky Adrian blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was gonna say if you didn't get it from that. Also, that would have been a really nice roundabout way to get it. But yes, it was from the movie Rocky. Never seen it, but you haven't seen just the I've first seen the Rocky. Did they yeah. say that in the original? Yeah. Oh. It's the fa- it's the big line at the end where it says, "Yo, Adrian, I did it." Actually, no, that's the second one. Sorry, I'm wrong. I thought. Wait, I don't. I don't think we ever meet Adrian Balboa in the first one. Yeah, we meet. Yes, yeah, no, we do. That's the whole factor behind the movie. I don't think so. We definitely do. Adrian Bell is the love interest, the one who works at the, like, the pet shop. Adrian's a girl? 
Yes. I always thought Adrian was a boy. No. No. Man. What do I know? I've seen Rocky once, and I was like 13. Makes sense. That was, you know, at least six years ago. At most, no, it was actually just uh, five years ago. Almost Um, six years ago. I technically got the quote right. The first thing we watched was right after our good friend Luke left on the last episode of Our We Can Film, episode yep. 9. This is, by the way, episode. this is episode 10. What a milestone. Oh, we should have had some birthday cake had or Champagne. Mm. Um, champagne, yeah. Yes, we watched Whiplash, the short film by Damien Chazelle, same director as the feature. Um, this is essentially just a scene out of the movie. The scene where we first meet Fletcher the scene where he throw, hurls that chair at Neiman pretty much goes until we meet Fletcher until um, pretty much that lesson's over. And it's the, the difference is it's lit very differently. Mm-hmm. It's lit very unprofessionally. It looks like it was just pretty much set up and they shot it. And the actors are different. The only different actor who's the same is J.K. Simmons. And that they actually it's the same actor for the... for the He's really not that fat, but the fat guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the two actors. That was a and, funny scene. Yeah, but not a scene. And uh, Neiman is a different actor. Um, he's I don't know who's played by. He's he's played by some random guy, not Miles Teller. Um, definitely, I think Miles Teller was a. Was I think we can all agree choice. that anyone who's not Miles Teller is a random sure. guy. Um, yes. Yeah, I I I, uh, I liked it um, just because it was the same scene, but I liked it less because of how worse the lighting was, and also. It wasn't Miles Teller who I believe delivered a better performance. Yeah. Um, it was still pretty great. The uh, the acting was great. The direction yep. was good. It's just the the lighting really does make a difference, and it's very clear in the, in this film. It's a good lesson, you know. I'd recommend watching it because you learn all, you can learn the importance of lighting. It comes in the Whiplash Blu-ray, which I didn't know, so we just watched it. Yeah, free. Because I already own Whiplash. I knew it because I wanted to know where I could watch it, and I looked at your Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so that's what we watched next. Uh, and that's what we watched first. I, if my memory is correcting, you watched three movies and I watched one. Or on the third. No, I watched two. Oh, God! Oh, wait, well, I watched I watched two more. Oh, maybe that's... You're, uh... You're breaking the fourth wall here, Kevin. They're not supposed to know that this is actually the second time we recorded the we podcast. We announced that, though. Oh, we did? The public, yes. I don't remember that at oh, all. Oh, we can just cut that. Anyways, uh... I watched the film 101 Dalmatians. Um, have you seen this film? <laughs> I've seen it a long time ago when I was young. Well, this is a bit of a spoiler. Uh, so spoilers, I haven't seen 101 okay. Dalmatians. But um, turns out, I always thought that the, that the parents had 101 children that were all Dalmatians, obviously, because they were also both Dalmatians. I, that's what I always thought. Turns out they only had like 15 or 16 kids, I think. And the rest of the Dalmatians were from were that were other Dalmatians that Cruella Deville, you know, bought up for her evil fur marketing scheme, and that's what really shocked me to my core when I was watching it. I was so confused. I kept on looking at my mom, and I was like, "Where's the Where's the other nine? Where's the other eighty five Dalmatians?" And she said, "You'll have to wait and see." And I was so disappointed when it was just other Dalmatians that had nothing to do with the original Dalmatians. But, I didn't uh, know that either. Yeah. Anyways, I I enjoyed this film. I thought uh, it was entertaining. Uh, I like I like that. You know what I really love is the song Cruella Deville. Very uh, very nice, but done by the 
main main guy the, the piano the uh the the dad of the family i suppose yeah. i like all i like the dad and the mom character uh very much as well as the dogs too uh, I liked I liked where it was in the beginning. I haven't seen it in a long time. In the beginning, it, it was a very nice. Uh, it felt like a felt sort of like um, uh, Paris Blues, Sidney Poitier film, and with Paul Newman, mm. where there was like a guy living by himself uh, with his dog. It felt, had felt similar to that, I th- and I thought it would have been cool if if they did more of that. But it, that was basically only the first like two minutes of the film, and then they met, and then they got married, and then they had kids. Mm. The dog and the hum- the dogs and the humans. But, Not together, uh, though, right? Yeah. No. God forbid. No, it wasn't a four-way. Uh, you, the word you, the way you worded dog, it, man. You said that, and the, the dogs and the humans had kids together. Yeah. Not. To be clear, the humans had yeah. kids with the humans, and the dogs had yes. dogs with the The dog. Dog babies and human babies, not yeah. dog human babies. The I don't think, I don't think the humans had kids. I don't think. I didn't. But I think oh, yeah, you're right. I'm getting confused because in Lady and the Tramp, um, mm-hmm. they do have kids, and that's a major plot point. So I'm kind of getting very similar. A lot of dog movies in the Disney verse, you know. Yeah, talking animals are easy to animate. There's a reason why. Sure are. Easier than us. But anyways, yeah. I guess uh, I guess I would have liked it more if they stuck with that original sort of idea. It wasn't even an idea. I don't know why I'm saying this because it's not like it was an established thing. But the rest of the movie just felt just a very basic. Just fun, good quality Disney movie, but not great. Um, and mm-hmm. I liked the, as you said in the first conversation, yes, the animation, which I forgot to say when we were talking about the first time. I love the animation style, which is the very scratchy type it's very good. animation, Rough sketch kind of with and painting, nice, like painted very, very, very beautiful raw, very bold black outlines. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot, and that's yeah. It was. It's also in the Aristocats, and, and presumably in the Sword in the Stone cool, and the Jungle Book, because those are in between the two. Uh, and then what did you watch in the third? Cool. The next thing I watched was the Great Space Jam from Red Letter Media. Yeah. The boys over Part in Milwaukee. Does this movie have anything to do with uh, the hit Michael Jordan Looney Tunes film Space Jam? Uh, they make a reference in it. Yeah. Oh. The, the pretty much the whole plot of this is that. Uh, this this character on the poster right here, that Rich Evans. No, that that's oh. their friend. Oh, friend she who's not pop up in too many episodes. Mm. She played the. Was it Jesse Nichols? No, no, she didn't. I think. No, it wasn't Jesse. Or, I don't know. One of the girls was in one episode, but I think this this girl on the poster. This is horrible for audio, but yeah. Anyways, the plot. You is, can look up the, the poster plot. Is like I think. Her. Her website is she wants to have a website called Space Jam, so mm-hmm. she can rule the world. Mm-hmm. But the website's owned by Space Jam, mm-hmm. so they go they want to go down to Earth and destroy that domain so that she can have it. That's basically what the plot's about. Interesting. It's silly. Isn't there, isn't there something that like space the Space Jam website is like the oldest one of the oldest websites yeah, or something? I think so. It's really old. And uh, Mike Staclasa plays that gorilla right there on the poster. Oh wow! And yeah, basically, it's this is horrible. It's genuinely awful. Um, it's barely even funny. Mm-hmm. And I say that, knowing that Red Letter Media are funny, I laugh at all the stuff they do. But this was just not it, guys, and they know it. Um, and that's all right. It was a it was a forty eight hour film project. It was a forty eight hour long movie. How did you find oh, the time they to made watch it? it? Forty eight hours. Oh. <laughs> That's Betty Major, I have to say. <clears throat> this is part of the half of yeah. the half in the bag episode. It's quite interesting. It's funny, entertaining. 
as most Red Letter Media on YouTube if, if no one I wish, at home has heard of them but they're good stuff on YouTube I wish that Red Letter Media did more of those videos nowadays they only do their movie reviews but I like it when they're more personal because they're very interesting people and they're like they're, they're you know they're very knowledgeable but they also like making films um I'm just excited for that Willy Wonka review. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I can't wait. Excited for what they those those silly rapscallions have to say about that film. Uh, yeah, I I really want to watch all the other uh, apparently terrible red letter media movies, but they cost money, and you know, I'm not made of money. Yeah. Uh, so what else did you watch? One more on the third. I watched one more on the third. I watched Speed. Not the James Stewart. Not the 1935 James Stewart the film. The first film that James Stewart ever starred in the James leading Stewart role film. as. This would be the 1994. Never seen it. Jen DeBolt directed Keanu Reeves starring. Never Speed. Seen, never seen this one either. I've seen I've seen zero out of two of the movies entitled Speed. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Well. Very uh, uh, shaved those head of you, there. Huh? He has quite the shaved head there. Yes, he does. For those of you who don't know, this is a movie, basically, the plot is a guy rigs a bus with explosives, and once the bus goes above 50 miles per hour, the explosives are triggered. Uh, not detonated, but triggered, and if it goes under 50, then it is tr uh, it is detonated. Also, the bomber is watching at all times the bus, so he can see if people try to get off, and he will also blow up the bus then. I have a question. Yes. Uh, why did they... Did uh, or is Keanu Reeves the bus driver? First of all, Keanu what? Reeves is a cop. Uh, on that he got on the bus, or he he's, gets, he's he gets on, on the, the bus outside. in a very awesome scene where he mm -hmm. gets he he gets into some guy's car and then drives it with the guy in the in the car while all while trying to alert the bus that there's a bomb on the bus and then he has to get on the bus. It's it's well, quite anyways, a good movie. I didn't. That wasn't my question. My real oh, question. Sorry. I was just I just thought about that because I didn't even know. My real question is: Did did the people on the bus when they got on the bus? When did they find out that they there was a bomb? They didn't know there was a bomb on the bus until they were on the freeway and Keanu Reeves. Got and over fifty miles an hour. Over fifty, yeah. Well, uh, why did? How did Keanu Reeves figure it out? Keanu Reeves figured it out because the bomber called him. Oh. They pretty. They have a very personal kind. Pretty much, the bomber. He did it for a ransom. He's doing it for three million dollars. Wow. The the start of the movie actually. There's about the first twenty five minutes actually about an elevator uh, for those at home i just did a little miss dr evil pinky to the oh. to the cheek uh thing as in reference to one yes, million dollars yes. from austin powers yeah. anyways continue the first 25 minutes are actually it's an elevator thing the the antagonist of the story initially rigs bombs to an elevator mm -hmm. for three million dollars with i think there's like 12 people inside the car and he's like i'm gonna explode it if you don't give me my three million dollars and they're gonna drop and die but in an awesome scene, they save the they save the passengers of the elevator without having to give the three million dollars. They go crisis averted, but no. Then he because one step further, and he rigs the bombs with explosive, and then then ensues the mayhem. Is it a bus leading all twelve of those people to a PTSD recovery facility? Because <laughs> that would be funny. Also, um, uh, my favorite part of the movie was uh, Alan Ruck is in it, who plays Cameron. Fry from Ferris Bueller. Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. This is at, I think this is the second thing I've ever seen him in besides Ferris Bueller. Yeah. You haven't seen Sierra Burgess as a loser? Who even are you? If no, you haven't I seen haven't. I have. I, it took me about good. ten looks at him. I was like, the first time I saw him, I was like, they kind of introduced him. Do you remember in the, it happened one night with the uh, guy who goes, yes, you, yes, sir, I'm a guy. He's talking to Claudette Colbert the whole time, and then 
Clark Gable walks over. He's like, hey, you're talking to my wife. Oh, yes. He's kind of like that character, just a talkative type kind of mm-hmm. disrespects women. He's pretty much that character. He was, he was talking to Sandra Bullock, and I was like, is that Cameron? He's wearing, like, sunglasses and a blazer. I was like, is that Cameron? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not Cameron. And then, like, ten minutes later, they show him again. I was like, is that Cameron? And then he's like, I was like, no, that's not Cameron. And then he took off his glasses. And I was like, oh, that's totally Cameron. I was like, wait, that's not Cameron. And then about the last time I saw him, the next time I saw him, I was like, oh, that's totally Cameron. And I looked it up, and it was totally Cameron. Wow. What a tumultuous so, yeah. journey of questioning. This is a great, great movie. Jeff Daniels is also in it, too, from Dumb and Dumber. And Steve Jobs, The Martian, uh, Full Fame. House. Many, many different things, yes. That I own all t- all eight, nine seasons of. Yeah, I thought it was Not a great act. I thought it was a great action movie, very intense. I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's just a really easy to watch, great high-intensity action movie. Good stuff. I've always wanted to watch it. Uh, and then, on the fourth, I watched the film Apocalypto. I reckon, Did you? Yeah. Is that a surprise to you? Not at all. Oh, because we've already talked about it before. Yes, sir. Well... Uh, this film was directed by me. Was recommended to me by Mr. Williams, Craig Williams, my history teacher. That's uh, mm. about indirectly. Uh, yes, he was just talking about it in class, and he was like, "You got all of you should watch this." And I took that to be, "You should watch this," and I added it to my recommendation list. And uh, I um, I enjoyed this film a lot. I thought the I thought the the last half of the movie is where it really shined and got really good. Uh, the first half was, was was like, good, but just not a lot was happening. And I, you know, of course, I'm fine with you know slow paced movies, but it just didn't feel like, like it was worth it or that it built up to anything. Or no, it built up to something good, but it didn't feel like it needed that much time. And the time, the first half, just didn't have any any anything interesting enough to keep me interested. But then once the second half hit, I really liked it a lot because the second half is just, um, it starts as um, the guy gets captured uh, and taken as a slave, and he gets taken to um, like the big Mayan temple, like to sacrifice and like tear out the heart and stuff. You know, mm. Mayan sacrifice and yes. stuff. And but then, but then uh, there's a solar eclipse, and that's on the poster. You don't have it on your phone. Not that but, I have <laughs> the poster is a solar eclipse, and and they and the you know they're idiots, so they think. Oh, solar eclipse must mean that the gods are now satisfied. And so they say, ah, oh, we don't need you. And they take mm-hmm. him out to kill him, to, like to execute him. And, but uh, he manages to get away. And so the rest of the movie is them trying to hunt him down. Because he, he in getting away, kills the, the main villain's son. So anyways, that's the premise for the second half. The f- first half is just him getting there, which I didn't find to be very interesting. Um, so I like the second half a lot. And I think it's just a fun, it's just, a fun and actually thrilling well 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 done in the second half action slash thriller movie similar to Rambo uh, and then what did you watch on the 5th because I didn't watch anything on the 5th after that I, if I'm being honest Zach I watched mm-hmm. Carol Reed's The Third Man from that 1949 that is so offensive to me I can't believe you would say something like that um <clears throat> yes this is a Criterion Collection movie that was gifted to me by a family friend of ours named John. 
great guy. John Green. My favorite guy in the whole wide world. He gave this to me just for free because out of the goodness of his heart, mm. he know he knew I liked Criterion because we were talking about it, and he just gave it to me. He also knew you liked Criterion, though, and yeah. he gave you Jack Squat. Ha. He so knew thanks, you liked vinyl and record players. He also he gave also you gave me a free record and player he like with speakers. Free speakers. And he gave you all speakers. for free just because yeah. exactly Just out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah. Really And it was an, it's an out-of-print Criterion DVD, too. You can't get it anywhere. Yeah. It's really yeah, it's, expensive. It's really rare and expensive. Everyone wants it. Um, I want so it. So I'm glad I want it. Say. Yeah. I'm glad I'm you... I'm glad I... I mean, glad I got it. I'm glad that you're glad that you got it. Yeah. It's too bad that the movie wasn't, I mean, that good. In my mm. opinion, at least. Uh, as for the movie, um, I liked it a lot. It was entertaining. It had a good plot. Great mm. cinematography, great characters, good acting, but no real substance, I think. And it's a it's a noir film, for those of you who don't a, know. It is a noir you can, film. You wouldn't really be able to tell from the cover, because it's a very uh, no, orange yeah. cover. Usually, noir is, yeah, but once, well, if you look black at and white. Banner, it's, it's pretty <laughs> yes, 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 noir-y. Very shadowy, yes. lots of good, nice, shadowy cinematography. Yes. Now that I've seen now that I've seen all these like really bad, me- mediocre noir films, I, I probably would like it even more now that I like have seen how bad they can be and how, then I'll know how good this one is but yeah I've watched it I think also in in the in the DVD said this the, it was a very specific compliment they said this is, some person claimed this as the the best non-auteur noir film of all time hmm. so very specific genre but it's the best non-auteur noir film mm-hmm. apparently I disagree now that I haven't seen a million non-auteur noir films but uh, again, I, yeah. What would you say is better? I like Bicycle Thieves a lot more. Oh yeah. Well, I believe that would be an auteur film. It, yeah. But okay. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Like I was saying, um, I checked. I checked the ratings after this to log it on Letterbox, of course, and I was, I was met by exceedingly positive reviews, and I was actually pretty surprised. I like this movie, as I said, but not. I don't think it, it deserves. It has a majority of uh, five out of five reviews. Which I I don't really okay. agree with. I'm sure it could be a five out of five for many people, just not really for me. I'm I'll have to rewatch it, um, because if I'm being honest, I was zoning in and out a bit, a bit, uh, so I didn't really catch the entirety of the plot. Were you tired? I have to rewatch. I was a bit tired, yeah. And, Same uh, thing for Cinema Paradiso. I was very very tired. Uh, I, I love Cinema Paradiso. Um, yeah. But overall, Orson Welles is the best part of it, as I said yesterday. He was great when when we met when we meet him. Uh, and the mm-hmm. twist that he's actually alive. He was great. He's a great actor. He really commanded the scene with every every time he was in it. Yeah, and overall, I liked it. Good stuff. Um, I think probably a little overrated, in my opinion, just uh, compared to other people's opinions. I'll definitely rewatch it, though, because um, usually when I don't like a movie as much as other people do, it might be... Uh, I just need to rewatch it, or I just don't like it as much. We'll see. Those are pretty much the only two options. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna rewatch it anytime soon because, as I said, I wasn't the biggest mm-hmm. fan of it. But eventually, I'll, I'll check it out again, see how my thoughts have changed. And that's the third man. That's awesome. awesome. You didn't mention the uh, SpongeBob soundtrack. Oh yes, and the Sponge and the soundtrack is iconic. I learned in the in the booklet that the the soundtrack was actually they found just some random guy in in Vienna when they were filming, and they said, "Hey, you want to do the score for this movie?" I think they had like an idea of what they wanted already, but they found this guy playing music. They were like, "Perfect, SpongeBob music." And that guy was actually Tom Kenny. Believe it or not, actually Tom Kenny. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, did you watch anything else on the fifth? No, I did not. Okay. Well, let's move on to the sixth. I did not watch anything on the sixth either. 
You are just you're, you're a despicable human being. I got you on being. your own here, Zach. Oh, I gotta delve into the deep, deep waters of being on my own. Okay, uh, on the sixth, I watched two movies. Um, uh, the first is called Munich. Uh, it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes, of course. Uh, about the about the aftermath of the Munich Olympics bombing, and the, a guy and like a crew of four people. One of those people is actually Daniel Craig, pre pre oh. uh, um, uh, James Bond, uh, one year before Casino Royale came out. Oh. And they just go about and they kill all these Palestinian or not all but some Palestinian terrorists and uh, just because that's their mission. Um, the movies like. It's like messages like, ah, is it was this really the moral thing to do, basically? So I thought I thought this film was kind of um, kind of rocky, basically. Like at some points, I thought it was really interesting and, and engaging. You thought it was rocky? No, it's Munich. You idiot! I was referring to the uh, to like a metaphorical version of rocky. Uh. Uh, anyways, you know what I meant, you jerk. You scurse at me. You think you're so funny. Oh, I'm gonna be overly oh. literal. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna be like Zach Riley. Oh, you think you're such a funny guy. Attacking me like this. God, some people. Sheesh. Anyways, I gave Munich three stars. Wow. Um, I, this movie is very well rated. Well, not very. It has a 3.7. So I, I wouldn't say that I'm I really saying anything crazy here. Uh, I just thought, you know, some parts it was just like really dull and didn't really care at all. Some parts. Really interesting, really thrilling, just not well, I guess not well paced and didn't, the the fun wasn't evenly distri distributed, I guess. It, I mean, not fun, but entertainment, because it wasn't a fun movie, but mm. interest dr dramatic movie, obviously. Uh, so I guess that's all I have to say. And then Better Off Dead, John Cusack movie. I've seen Say Anything, another John Cusack movie, which I liked a lot more than this one, uh, which I gave four stars. I gave Better Off Dead three and a half stars, so I liked both a lot. Um, Better Off Dead is a lot more silly than Say Anything, though. Um, it's about a guy who whose girlfriend breaks up, breaks up with him, and he uh, basically gets really depressed uh it doesn't take depression very seriously at all. It makes it out to be like a joke, um, which obviously it's not. But so it's kind of like forgetting Sarah Marshall sounds like. But it was funny though. It was still funny because it was funny comedy. But obviously depression terrible. But it was very funny, and he kills him. He tries to kill himself like four times, but he always gives up in very comedic and funny scenes. The first of which is him. He tie he ties a noose around his neck, and he's like about to um, he's about to kill himself. And he's like, wait, no, I still have so much more to live for. And then his mom comes bursting through the door with, uh, with uh, he's in the garage, and his mom comes bursting through the door with a vacuum, which says vacuuming, and she doesn't hear her son choking and dying, and so she continues vacuuming as he squirms around. It doesn't sound funny, but it is very funny. <laughs> Sounds tragic and really awful, but it was done in a comedic way. Anyways, I thought this movie was just a really funny, like, wacky comedy, I guess. Um just crazy over the top really really over the top uh in a in a good way some of the stuff was just too like like cliched and and like cheesy for my taste like the classic like dad character who goes around being like son you need to go to college and he's also like the like the comedic like fall guy or whatever uh who just takes all the laughs and whatever uh 
so yeah, some of it was a little uh, too over the top for my taste, but you know, it's really the best you can get with the type of movie I watched, so I liked it a lot, and I'd recommend you watch it too. Oh, okay. Were you not interested in this conversation that we've already had? <clears throat> very interested in this conversation that we already had. Oh, okay, that's good. Well, is that the sixth? Yeah, that's the sixth. Cool. Did you watch anything on the seventh? How many? I watched two things on the seventh. How many did you watch? Four. Four. Okay, so how about you say two, and then I say two, and then you say two? Doesn't make any sense. I watched four. Oh, 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 never mind. That just makes sense. <laughs> that actually makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said, that's why I just said, oh, yeah, 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 that does make sense. Uh, Akira okay. Kurosawa. So I watched The Shop Around the Corner that night. So, oh, gosh. Terrible. Gosh, why'd you do that? Because I'm an idiot. I watched The Shop Around the Corner, famous James Stewart film. I'm an embarking. James Stewart. And then that was a terrible James Stewart. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. No, 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 watch it it's a good show anyways um james stewart is uh writes to this girl who he loves he doesn't if he, uh, but it's a secret admirer he doesn't he's never actually seen her mm-hmm. and later he finds out the girl is actually an employee at the he place where he works employee. who he hates who he hates it's oh like the gosh. classic back and forth and why is uh, you know uh, why is he kerfuffling what does he think he's writing to like where is he where is he sending the letter to no idea never explained i have absolutely no idea i'm sure they just writing to a girl that he's never seen his her face i'm sure they explained it at some point i didn't really pay attention to it though i couldn't tell you sure it made sense there's a point probably a point in the movie they explained it's not really important to the plot though so huh Okay, well, that sounds awesome, Zach. Yeah, really was. I liked it a lot. I gave it three and a half stars. Very funny movie. Uh, it's a comedy. It's a romantic comedy um, about, yeah. <laughs> God. It's a romantic comedy and um, just lots of funny back and forth talkings, talkings to each other. Talkings? Yeah. That's the plural of talking, obviously. Uh, of course, of course, talkings. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's it's sweet. It's cute. It's a good all around movie. Good classic movie, and I like it. So uh, then I watched The Greatest Show on Earth, a Best Picture winner, directed by Cecil B. DeMille. Doesn't mean anything to you, probably. Doesn't really mean anything to me either. Apparently, a famous good director who directed Cleopatra and the, starring the Ten Claude Commandments. Co- Claudette Colbert. Uh, it probably. If you know that, then probably yes. On the picture. Yeah, it is Claudette Colbert. Yeah, that's my favorite. Love that movie. Actually, fun fact: that Claudette Colbert is Stephen Colbert's great grandmother. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That was actually a blatant lie. Not uh, true at all. I would have believed you. Made it up. Uh, I like Claudette Colbert. Uh, so yeah, the Great Show on Earth. For some reason, the little letterboxed image here. You know that thing. Little yes, thing is in like sepia tone or like a cold gray type thing, 
but it's not at all. It's a color film, so I don't know why it's like that. But mm. film is about a circus, a traveling circus uh, with different acts and a girl who's a circus ring performer and a guy who's also a circus ring performer and their romantic interminglings and a clown named Buttons who's played by James Stewart. Bogos. Who has some nefarious deeds going on behind him. And it's really, the movie really sucks. I kind of hated it yeah. a lot. I didn't find it to be interesting. A lot of the movie, and I mean a lot of the movie, no hyperbole here, probably 30% of the movie is just straight, no plot at all, circus acts, just filming a circus and cutting around different to different acts multiple, multiple times throughout the movie. Probably could have shaved off, uh, probably, probably could have brought this two-hour and 30-minute movie down to like an hour, clean hour 40 if they hadn't had all those circus acts. Um but yeah, I I just thought the none of the character relationships were believable or you know interesting or engaging. Um, the story wasn't interesting. Nothing about it interests me. So didn't like it. I gave it one and a half stars. And then I, and then you can Sorry, do your yeah. film. All right. Well, <clears throat> the first thing I watched on Sunday morning, June seventh, was Friday. That doesn't um, make any sense. Can Yes, it does. But it's called Friday. Yes, the movie is called Friday, and I watched it on a Sunday. I don't... I actually made a joke about it on my Snapchat. I posted it on my Snapchat. I said, watching Friday on a Sunday. <laughs> um, yes, this is a hood comedy, and it is quite funny. Um, it stars Ice Cube and Chris Tucker as Smokey. And basically, it's just about two guys who... They sit on their porch all day, pretty much watch their uh, neighborhood go by and their neighbors interact with them um the antagonist debo rolls up to their porch a couple times on his bike and every time he does they all hide their their chains and their their golden stuff because they don't want debo to jack him is um, it like so a, that's a funny that's a like funny a real thing. time oh god no it's not really real it's not real time it's only a 90 minute movie and it takes place it's it takes place in one day the friday the acclaimed Friday. Um, How embarrassing. Yeah, and... Uh, Wisdom Teeth out next Wednesday. Oh, God, that's when we record our podcast. Oh, God. What, what comedic... Oh, jeez, oh, gosh. What comedic... Com, com, what com, comedy will ensue when I speak a lot more for I can't speak well when I have my wisdom teeth out? It's going to be so funny. Or maybe I could do it beforehand. Anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I, I've said this before, but I'm a sucker for movies that introduce a lot of characters along the way and at the all at the end they all come back. I'm Have a you sucker. said that before? I am. Don't remember. Yeah. Name an example. Bubble Boy, uh, Big Fish. Yeah. This Friday. I like it when movies do that. I just I don't know why I just like it. And they did in this for the big fight when he fights the villain of the movie in a in a good wholesome scene. I already said this is a surprisingly wholesome movie. It has a good message. The father talks to his son about a lot about being a man fighting with your hands instead of with your with a with a gun. Has it? It's a good film. Good film. Better than I thought it would be. Makes I gave the it pain slower and more pain. I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, on a technical level, I don't I'm probably, probably doesn't deserve that. It's not a masterpiece, obviously. But I, I was a great comedy. Enjoyed it. Um, it was well done. You know, movies don't always have to, you no, know, bring don't. you to tears no, or don't. you know, make you stand up and cheer. Sometimes they're just there to, you know, if make are... make your day better. Movies are good. And that's what it's really all about. Anyways, I'm glad you liked the movie, Kevin. 
Yep, I'm glad I liked it too. Uh, uh, then and I the watched... next thing I watched, remember because I said I was going to watch oh, two, no. and then you were going to do your other two. Sorry. Yes, go ahead, please. Was the Netflix... Your stupid system, was if you the... want to. Was the Netflix-produced documentary, Have a Good Trip, Adventures in Psychedelics? I've heard of it, because we talked about it yesterday on this podcast. Yes. Um, what were your thoughts, thoughts on it? I'm trying to teach you. There's like... Thing in your, well, you could communicate that to me before reaching out um, my face. Anyways, the reason I watched this was, a, it was there was a clip on of it on TikTok, where uh, ASAP Rocky described the feeling of a rainbow shooting out of his he who uh, penis. Yes. Um, well, you could you can say penis. It's the medical okay. term. Uh, so that it's sounded, not, sounded very pretty funny to me. So I, I decided funny. to watch the whole documentary, and it had a good it had a good style to it. I liked it. Basically, the entire documentary is just celebrities sharing stories of times they dropped acid and shrooms, pretty much. Um, so they tell funny stories, uh, and that's pretty much literally just what the movie is. There's no real voice or anything. Yes, Zach. Sorry, uh, I know this is all interesting, but I've already heard it before. The real thing I want to get back to is the he who thing because <laughs> I want to know, because yeah, I don't want to be, you don't want you to think, you know. You know, I'm a jerk here in this situation. I just want to clarify: Did the guy in the movie say he who, or did he say penis, or some? They actually thing? said the D word. Oh, okay. we're, we're trying to keep it clean here. I don't know if this would be an explicit podcast. Yes, of course. The po- the podcast with Luke is the only one that's been marked explicit. Yes, because Luke is a potty mouth. Yeah. Um. I think he. I think it's just that he brings out the potty mouth in us. Maybe. Uh, yes. Anyways, that's about it. Um. Uh, there's some cool animations in this. Uh, it's brightly lit. It's a fun Netflix documentary. And it was it was actually kind of cool because they this was made a long a while ago, and there's interviews with Carrie Fisher and Anthony Bourdain both before they passed. So it was kind of cool to see them share some stories, uh, unseen footage of them. Um, yeah, that's about it though. There was there was some funny inter, inter segments too. My favorite was Adam Adam Scott had a thing where he was like a PSA drug guy and that's about all I, that's about all i have to say of the movie i didn't give it a rating because it's not it wasn't a narrative thing um i don't really give ratings to non-narrative movies but yeah overall it was good and i liked it the end good for you kevin then i watched oliver oliver with an exclamation point at the end this is a f- musical uh I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this scene, but the only scene I ever knew that or that I recognized was the part when he goes, "Please, sir, can I have some more?" Yep, that's the only when he asks for some porridge. And uh, yeah, it's a musical. As I don't know if I even talked about this in the podcast, but I definitely talked about it in my reviews. I'm not a big fan of musicals usually. Uh, only when the only only when there's like a, a good balance of plot to music. I thought. I think it's very easy for me to see like, like too Hamilton. much musicals, too much music uh, in a musical. Uh, for this one, I think it had a pretty good balance. I think there's still too much for my taste, but it's obviously up to whatever you like. And uh, I thought a lot of the musical sequences were fun. Some of them just were too, were a lot, just too, uh, just too unnecessary for me. But yeah, a lot. Of, I liked a lot of them, and uh, I thought the. It's a fame. It's a classic tale, obviously. So it's you know, it's not like the creators of the movie had any uh, real say in the story. But I like the story. It's an interesting story. Um, 
and you know obviously it's stood the test of time so proven to be good also won best picture didn't think it deserves to win best picture uh, would you say it deserved to win best picture kevin no you haven't seen well it. i haven't seen it but uh, you said yesterday that yes 2001 was from the same 2001 years. a space odyssey came out in 1968 that should have won controversial opinion but i think 2001 probably should have won i haven't seen every movie that came out in 1968 but uh according to the ones i've seen 2001 a space odyssey probably should have won Kevin uh, is now showing me his Criterion so, copy uh, of Ikiru. I am now seeing his little booklet and uh, interesting little x-ray uh, of uh, the lung cancer. Uh, that's not a spoiler. That's the premise of the movie. Um, I don't think that's his lung, Zach. Pretty sure it is. It's an x-ray, it looks like. He doesn't get lung cancer, Does not look like to you? He doesn't get lung cancer, though. Pretty sure he did. Oh, it's stomach, stomach cancer. stomach cancer. What an idiot. Yes, it's his stomach God, am I an idiot? That's why I was saying that. I knew that mentally. Just a uh, fool. It's think, still not fixed. Sorry for all the opening and closing, but it's bugging me now. Yeah, this is a really the, uh, good podcast. The paper in the in the yeah. uh, Blu-ray is doesn't really matter. Coming you can out. fix it later. How does that get fixed? It ruins the uniformity of it. It improves the uniformity it of it. It ruins the uniformity oh, of it. Didn't hear you correctly. Anyways, yeah, liked Oliver. Didn't love it. Gave it three stars. Uh, one best picture. One more best picture winner to see. Uh, the English Patient, which uh, feels Only like one more. Feels it's feels easy. very much like a. I haven't seen it, but feel. What are you gonna do when you based on watch the, it? Based on the like the trailers, feels very much like a traditional, over dramatic, best picture winner. Uh, yeah. What am I gonna do? I am going to ascend to the heavens as a pure ball of energy. Uh, Have a dance? No. won't dance. I will do the opposite of dancing. What did you next watch next? Still. Heaven Can Wait? How did you know? I remembered. Oh! Speaking of uh, heaven, because I was going to ascend to the skies, uh, Heaven Can Wait is a film I watched after that. It's about a man named Warren Beatty. Sorry, I keep forgetting we're doing a podcast. Famous... Famously uh, in the movie uh, Bonnie and Clyde. And Dick Tracy. And Ishtar. Haven't seen it. Love to see it, though. Uh, uh, Heaven Can Wait was recommended to me by my, grand, my, by my grandpappy, uh, who apparently likes it a lot. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, Heaven Can Wait uh, is, a, is about a man who is a football player and he gets killed accidentally, as in he gets taken up to heaven accidentally. And so uh, because his body has already been cremated, he gets sent back down to heaven, but in a different body, and he gets sent in the body of a rich, like, multi-millionaire man mm. who is very powerful and has a ton of money. And Wouldn't that be nice? The film is just about him being going around like... Uh, buying stuff and uh just being a good person with all that power basically like like all the people are like why like uh, he says like isn't that like morally wrong and the man and then his assistant says are we being bugged right now and he says uh i assure you sir there's nothing wrong with what we're doing here and then he winks at him because he's like why would you even question morals we're just corrupt businessmen we don't care uh so yeah he just goes around being a good person, and he has a love interest. It's a fun film. Didn't really do anything uh, spectacular or, like, do any amazing messages or, or anything. Just didn't feel like um, had anything to say. Or what it did have to say wasn't 
didn't need to be said, I guess. But it was fun, entertaining. I liked it. I gave it three stars. Uh, what did you watch on the 8th, Kevin, if the anything? Eighth? Yes. I watched Election again. Oh. Rewatched it. That's fun. Uh, within the same I have a question, week. Kevin. Last week, when you watched Election, you said that you might, if you rewatch it, you might up the grade up to a 5. Is yes, that true? When I watched Election, the moment after I finished, I said, that was awesome. I gave it 5 stars. And then I woke up, I said... Mm, I'm going to put it down to 9 out of 10. Maybe if I watch it again, I'll bump it back up. But for now, it's a 9. And I watch it again, and I bumped it back up to a 5. Seems crazy that, that a film that you would that you rated, that you you previously rated a 9 out of 10 has now ascended up to your your fourth favorite movie of all time. Well, yeah, it just, just happens. Yeah. Well, um, uh, my list isn't really set in stone. Take my entire top pointless with a grain of salt but it's in there somewhere um it, this movie is amazing um it's a perfect comedy it's insanely good uh the, just the entire plot is just phenomenal i love everything all the characters are in it are amazing i love i love the uh, how each you kind of get to hear each character's story each character's side it's it's really cool to have see each different character's mindset compared to your own with the whole situation. I'm trying to keep it vague. Do you have any new interesting but, uh, insights on your second take? Some new thematic, uh, uh, you know, realizations? Um, not too many, but I... Not one that I had on my own, but I read a comment that said this. It's really cool that I liked how the movie's called Election instead of The Election because, not to give too much away, but there, it's not just about the school election. It's, it's, it's also about election of choices you make in your life that can determine mm. wow. it, it's a movie about choices pretty much that's what I love so much about it uh, and yeah it, um, again I gave, I gave this movie a 10 out of 10 it's a, it's amazing, it's a masterpiece it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time now Reese Witherspoon's amazing and Matthew Broderick's great as, as well I'll, I'll say this um, number one obviously it's it's I'm sure that this was the whole appeal of the, the movie when it was made. Is Ferris Bueller's playing a teacher now, so mm. it's funny. I'm that wasn't just a coincidence. I'm sure that was an intentional thing. Ferris Bueller's very well known as a, as a the rebellious student, so to see him playing a teacher is is funny. Um, and I'm this might be me projecting because of how much I love the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but there's a lot of parallels in this movie. Like a lot of parallels to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like shots and stuff. There's, I, I I might be reaching, but there's one of him in the in the shower with like, mm. there's one of him opening the windows. He says, "I got the car" in the movie. So, wow. a couple more things. And wouldn't, again, wouldn't be I might be projecting that it because it's my favorite movie. But there was a, there was a lot of similarities between Ferris Bueller, so I really like that too. And uh, yeah. That's about all I have to say. This movie's hilarious. I love it. I adore it. It's my favorite. Uh, the end. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Then I watched, on the 8th, I watched three movies. Did you watch anything else on the 8th? That's all I watched on the 8th. Okay. The first is called True Grit, a Western directed by the Coen brothers, starring Jeff Bridges and uh, Haley, Haley Lou Richardson. Haley Lou Richardson. Is that true? I don't think so. Haley Steinfeld. No, yeah, no, but Haley Steinfeld. Haley Richardson is in uh, 
Columbus. Haley Stein. Okay, Kevin. Haley Steinfeld is in the Edge of Seventeen with Haley Lou Richardson. Mm, They're the two leads, so that's crazy. Anyways, yeah, Haley Steinfeld plays this uh, up. Uh, not I wouldn't say uptight, but just overly articulate woman who's very you know put together and like strong and confident. Um, and she in like the in like uh, like the eighteen eighties or I mean the Wild West, uh, and she goes to find a, uh, like, basically a bounty hunter uh, to capture the man who murdered her her dad. And so the movie's just all about that, them finding the parents, and it, or not the, why did I say the parents? The the guy who killed, killed, killed her dad. And they go on a big old journey and mission to find them. And I thought it was entertaining throughout, um entertaining scenes like lots of shoot-offs and stuff and um you know fighting good character dynamics but i would say just it was good it wasn't great didn't go above and beyond it didn't have any like uh it's a it's a very modern west came in 2010 uh didn't have any like big new modern like insights it just felt like a could have just been made in the 19. 19- 40s which it was made in 1960 originally and uh 1960s and uh so it didn't feel amazing um just a fun time and uh entertaining so then i watched uh when harry met sally when harry met sally yeah they, the four and a half the movie i gave a four and a half stars wow. stop it you're distracting me uh, Kevin is swiping up and down on his phone like a small toddler right now because he cannot. I'm touching it. Look, it appears. He cannot make conversation. He cannot look me in the eyes. He can only say the words of "Wow." Uh, now you're just being too creepy. Turn that to a frown. <laughs> okay. I watched the film when Harry met Sally. You did. Uh, I'm aware. Yeah, we already talked about this. Uh, we're encroaching on movies please stop touching my face i do not like it uh we're encroaching on the movies we haven't talked about yet but yes we are we're about to enter new territory i'm terrified zach take my hand you have a pimple on your nose i know thanks for pointing that out kevin can't stop looking i'm a hormonal teen you know yes how was harry met sally i loved harry met sally kevin i just thought it was a masterpiece all right uh nothing wrong with it okay this is a romantic comedy, all right, but it's not your typical. Uh, I meet a, I meet a guy. We have fun. We get mad at each other. We break up. We get back together at the end. It's all happy. Music swells. Cut to credits. No, it's interesting. It's new. It's different. It's the next big thing, Kevin. There's a reason why Apple uses that slogan. It already came out. It's because they knew how good when Harry met Sally was. All right. Not... When Harry met Sally is a story of uh, a guy named Harry who meets Sally on a road trip uh, to New York. And they start out as sort of a budding heads, uh, being you know sort of a playful, angry at each other and arguing. And they talk about, uh, Harry talks about how men and women could never be friends. And it's an impossibility because the man will always you know have a sexual like attraction to the woman, even if she doesn't have it back. And it just can't happen. And... So, you know, Sally says, that's ridiculous. And they meet they meet another time on a plane. And then finally, they meet 
again in ten, 11 years later, 10 years later, on in a bookstore. And they, funnily enough, become friends. And at first, it's completely platonic. It's amazing because they said we'll never be friends. And uh, what I like about it is that um, Harry says, like, see, we're friends. And Sally says, what are you talking about? Uh, or Sally says, no, sorry. Sally says, see, we're friends. And, and Harry says, what are you talking about? And Sally says, you said men and women could ever be friends. And Harry's like, I don't remember saying that. Makes sense because, you know, it was 10 years ago and you probably wouldn't even remember that saying. You probably wouldn't remember saying that. It's like mm -hmm. realistic. It's not like they just keep this argument in the back of their head for 10 years. It's like, oh, it's just something I said 10 years ago. It doesn't really matter. And they change as human beings. They change their opinions. So it's, mm. uh, I like I like that. It's realistic. Um, but, yeah, they become friends. It's a nice, nice relationship. But it's obvious to the viewer that, you know, they... they should they feels like they'd be great as like a romantic couple together um and they don't see that but eventually they you know begin to develop feelings for each other and yada 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 movie ends happily uh and yeah so i just like this movie it's very character driven uh lots of great conversations the movie is almost 100 percent conversation conversational uh just draws you in just you are you're always interested in it and um it's literally just people talking to each other and it's really interesting just amazingly written so i like it a lot i would say i love it a lot even you love it a lot i, I love it well, a i love a large a amount i love election. and then finally i watched the movie under the skin mm. we're so close to being done just there will be blood and then and then i can move on cut up uh, under the skin, we could stop having this terrible, awkward conversation where we both heard our thoughts on it, on it, each other. We're almost just talking to the viewers at home, and you know that's not what this podcast is here for. I watched Under the Skin. It stars. I Scar love that film. Scarlett Johansson. Yes, it does. <laughs> and that's it. Everyone else is, has like one scene. She's the lead. Yep, Star Scarlett Johansson, a bunch of people. Uh, apparently, I watched Chris Stuckman's video on. Apparently, uh, I didn't research this, but he said that a lot of the scenes in the in the bus, yeah, were, those were real were, people. Were real people. Uh, although I I kind of I kind of questioning that because th uh, there were three scenes where they were more involved. Um, there was only I think like one guy that actually got in the bus. And wasn't in one of those dark black void scenes. So I wonder if, like, literally those people got on to the bus, they talked for a while, and they stopped the bus and they said, "Hey, we're shooting a movie. Do you, would you like to act in it?" Or if it was only a f if or if most of the people were actors and some of them are real. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Have to look. I'd have to look that up. Uh, but yeah, this film is a is a is a sci-fi movie, but it's um, it's about an alien who comes down from the planet doesn't matter and uh begins to uh you know basically hunt Much men seduce and use yeah. them to gain power yeah it's like she needs them for whatever purpose it doesn't really matter the story it's not it's not like a big like a uh, you know avengers plot where they have to spend 20 minutes doing exposition it's very much a experiential film uh where you are just taken through this story i like the like the melancholic like feeling to it where it's just you're sort of like in this like gray like 
not happy state the whole time uh and just taken through this woman seducing men and eventually you know she begins to learn you know she begins to learn more about humans and Mm -hmm. expands on her humanity and it's really just uh as she becomes more human she turns from the predator to the prey yeah and she uh she gets raped, or I don't, think, I don't think she actually gets raped, but he's attempting to rape mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Before, I don't remember. Something happens, right? Yeah, yeah something happens. Yeah. I can't remember. Her skin Saw it year and gets half ripped off. Yeah, yeah. She rips her skin off, and we see what's under the skin. Mm-hmm. Masterpiece. I love that movie. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna buy that movie on Blu-ray. I gotta check that out again. It's time for a rewatch. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a film. Uh, Whoa. I watched two films this week that I really want to rewatch. There will be blood and under the skin. This is another film that I really want to rewatch because I think there's just a lot that I could, you know, learn more. Because from learn, uh, there's a lot more that I could learn from the movie from rewatching it. Uh, in terms of now knowing how it, where it goes and everything, I could pay attention to it closer and think about it more while watching it. And yeah, I really like it. I gave it, I gave it three and a half stars. I thought it was great. Uh, 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 okay. And you watched There Will Be Blood, right? <gasps> yes. Did you watch anything on the, on the knife? No, sir. Not, yes. Okay. Did you? Did I? Do you remember me talking about Judge Dread? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So There Will Be Blood is a, is a movie that I've been anticipating for a long time. In fact, one of us, I would say, the most anticipated movie. I have ever seen. Wow. Um, you can just watch it, though. What are you anticipating? I could have. I'm not anticipating that. Not, uh, I guess not anticipated, but just, uh, you know, kept in the back of my mind as a movie I, I want to watch because I was participating in a short uh, skit when I was five years old. Yes. Uh, parody. father directed a parody. Parody, <clears throat> There Will Be Blood. Excitedly, entitled, I think after he got home from the theater, he excitedly said, hey, let's make this. Entitled, There Will Be Milkshakes. Yes. Uh... And I think he bought a shirt. For, he had a shirt for a while with a guy yes, sipping on a, a glass of milk shake. Uh, anyways, uh, anyways, God, I gotta stop saying anyways. This, you, you know what this, you know this podcast really does to you. It really makes you constantly question your overuse of words because I just listen back to me talking uh, when I edit and and listen to the podcast. Wow, and I you know I don't have that problem. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I love this song. I thought it was another masterpiece. Uh, um, uh, it's it's a film. It's very character driven. It's it's entirely character driven. Uh, about it's a ri- It's like a rise and fall story, but it doesn't feel like it's not like a Martin Scorsese movie where it's very in your face. It's very subdued rise and fall movie. Um, it feels uh, just. It feels just like a quiet film. It's very well shot. Uh, I love the cinematography. The great scene where the where they sh- they strike oil and uh, the the uh, oil rig lights on fire, and it's all like silhouetted and uh, really awesome. Mm. God, am I too close to the microphone? Uh, I think you're fine, Zach. You're yeah. really overthinking this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm losing it. Uh, yeah, 
it's I love uh, Daniel Daniel Day Lewis Daniel Day Lewis. Sorry, the 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 character is named Daniel Playview. Uh, so I almost said Daniel Playview. Daniel Playview is a oil baron who slowly gets obsessed with being rich and loses his mind. And uh, this also film is also about about sort of like religion and uh, how sometimes people who are like religious can get like like feel like they have the moral high ground because they believe in God, but really they're they're just as bad as someone like Daniel Playview. Uh, da yes, Daniel Playview. So yeah, just love everything about this film. Just feels just perfect. It's, it feels so real. Like I, like it feels um, like you can't even criticize it because it just feels like it. Like just just doesn't feel like it was made. It feels like it was just there and it happened. Um, and yeah, just completely just engaging, captivating. You're drawn in. You're sucked into the story. You love it. I love everything about it. Uh, <laughs> Can't wow. recommend it Sounds highly. Sounds like a good movie. It is a good movie. It's on Netflix. For those of you at home. I also own them on Blu-ray. Yep. Uh, yeah. I also linked on my review. I put a little a link there. You could click it, and it'll take you to your review. So if you want wow. to, you can check out my letterbox, and then read my review, and yes. then click on the skit, and also follow me, and like is all my any, reviews. Is there any particular reason you watched this? You just said, it's time. It's on my, li it's on my list. It was recommended to oh, me by uh, someone. I think maybe it was dad. Uh, recently, I actually I haven't even noticed this. Recently, I reached a thousand reviews, as in written out reviews. Wow. So that's fun. How many have nine you, reviews? How many have you cleared off of your recommendation so far? Um, Let's I'd have to it. check. So uh, it's sixty-two percent. You've seen sixty-two of them. Yep. I have seen Pretty sixty-two so of them, and uh, I I'm trying to go you through. Clear off, and you could be done by June. I could. I'm not going to though, because I'm gonna wait for Bad Santa, uh, for Christmas. I want to watch it during uh, Christmas because it's movie. a Christmas movie. It's a funny movie. And um, yeah, but uh, I'm trying to clear off all the ones that are on streaming services right now, and then I have a couple that we actually own, and then the rest of them I'm gonna see if I can get them in the library, and then try and get them shipped to me if they're not there. But, uh, through sure, DVD sure, Netflix. Sure. Anyways, yes, love it. Watch it. Devour it. Fantastic. Eat it. Uh, Judge Dredd is the next movie I watched. Judge Judy? No, uh, I said Judge Dredd. I don't know if you have, uh, you know, uh, Alzheimer's <sighs> disease or something, but I, I did just say Judge Dredd, and there's literally no confusion. I think, um... I must, I misheard you. I, I must have misheard you. I heard you say Judge Judy. I, Maybe I, I have a bug in my ear. I think you have a bigger problem than that, Kevin, if you miss her dread for Judy. They're very different. Very different. I probably just have a bug in my ear. I think you have a bug in your brain. Bogdan's um, got a bug in his butt. He's got a bug in his butt. So sad. So sad what happened to the White family, huh? Corrupted by greed. Yeah. Much like the White race. Uh... Anyways, that's true. Uh, that is true. Judge Dredd is a is a action film. Uh, action, I guess it's a sort of an action comedy, sort of. Uh, it stars it stars well. It stars Sylvester Stallone, but it also has Rob Schneider, Schneider. Uh, who's in a lot of uh, 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 
Adam Adam Sandler movies. Adam Sandler comedy. And he's also in Home Alone two as one of the concierge guys or the guy who says tip. Remember? Tip. Tip. Remember Kevin? Okay. But, a little bit. But Judge Dredd. Uh, it's a fun film, but it's not doesn't it's not crazy. Uh, I liked it. I thought it, I thought I gave it two and a half stars. So. Um, you know, it's kind of like just in between. I could take it or leave it. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't anywhere near laughably bad. It wasn't hard to get through, but it just wasn't. Uh, at a lot of times, it just felt so over the top and crazy and uh, just cheesy. I guess campy. Other words. Uh, they were camping. You are a disgusting man. You. You are. You are despicable. Oh. And I would like you to leave now. Oh. Judge Dredd, was it good? No. Was it bad? No. no. It was just okay. And... Was it okay? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Was it ju- Was it okay? Yes, it was okay. Was it just okay? Yeah. Yes. It was just okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just okay. Okay? All right. Uh... <laughs> I should have said okay instead of all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> I watched some kind of wonderful. Uh, another film. How many freaking movies did you As watch? As all of these are, I watched another film called Some Kind of Wonderful, starring uh, a guy, Eric Stoltz, and Leia Thompson, who is, plays... Uh, Eric Stoltz, isn't he in... Uh... Leah Thompson is Marty's dad in uh, Back to the Future. Eric Stoltz. mom? Yes. <laughs> yes. Eric Stoltz, he is in Pulp Fiction. Mm. And Say Anything. And The Butterfly Effect. And Jerry Maguire, Her Smell, Fast Times Original Ridge Behind, Little Woman, and okay, Kicking and okay, Screaming, okay, filmed okay. by Noah Baumbach. Uh, for those of you at home, I'm not looking this up. I just have it all in my head. Uh, the conclusion, the conclusion to this movie confuses me tremendously. That's what I wrote in my review, and I'd have to agree with that statement. I thought the thing about this movie is that the thing that really just you know, the thing that I didn't understand. I don't know if I don't know if this is a common feeling. Um, okay, the movie pre the movie sets up the character. Uh, it, it really sort of interesting premise of like um, the guy likes um, this girl Leia Thompson. And his best friend uh, is, uh, a, I thought, was a lesbian because mm-hmm. there's a scene where she, like, admire like, like lusts over this girl, basically, and looks at her in, like, a, you know, a romantic way. So I was like, oh, this is an interesting idea. Like, the, like, the best friend is also in love with the same girl. It's a, it's a different kind of, uh, love triangle. Um, so I thought, oh, this will be fun. But, uh. I don't think it's too bad to spoil this. Is, do you care? I don't care. At the end, um, the best friend ends up with the guy, which was totally out of left field. I didn't understand. Maybe it just was totally tone deaf, but I the whole movie I was like, okay, like uh, there are scenes where the where the where the where the girl was like looking at the two, like like talking to each other, and she was like crying. I was like, oh, it's so sad because she likes this girl and she can never be with her because it's like. She doesn't, she doesn't, well, because she knows that obviously she, the other girl isn't lesbian, but also that, um, 
she doesn't want to mess with her fr- friendship. And it's, oh, it's so sad. It's such an interesting idea. I wonder where this is going. But in the end, she just, out of nowhere, ends up with the guy. And uh, didn't understand it. Didn't like it. Um, I did, I, it was so baffling to me. But a lot of the movie was entertaining. Um, good. It felt... Um, many people said it was like uh, the the gender gender role the gender swap of pretty and pink because uh, the 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 lesbian best friend whose name is uh uh mary stewart madison named watts in the movie uh is like kind of like the quirky best friend um but uh but yeah Oops. I just thought it was really weird how that worked, but I mean, a lot of the movie was was entertaining. I what can't. You, I'm just gonna overlook it. But uh, did you, was this recommended to uh, again? Yes, this is recommended to me by by mom. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe you should ask her what uh, you, she thought. Of the I ending. did, and she oh. said no. She she liked him more or something. I don't know. Uh, yes, actually liked him more. That your, didn't what you? is that? Your earring? Yes, it's my earring. Sorry, for those of you at home, Kevin has taken it upon himself to begin uh, grooming his ear piercing while I'm trying to have this c- conversation with him it. about some kind of wonderful... It's being productive. Is this the best time yes, it is. to clean your ears? Yes. I haven't done it in a while. It's important. I'll just get rotting. They grow mold and fall off. It's really sad. Your ears? <laughs> the whole thing? Yes. Yes. And it's slimily and it's like goo sticking out. That'd be really sad. Yeah, so it's spreading goo. Mm. All, right. All right. What did you, did you watch? Anything on the tenth? Looks 10th? like you watched. Actually, I watched. Uh, uh, okay, so are we gonna stop at the one we watched for the recommendation, or should we keep going until right now? Let's go, keep going until right now. Okay, so should we wait to talk about the recommendation until the very last one, or just talk about it? We could, yeah, sure. I guess that's what we usually do. So, okay, sure. So that is that the only thing you watched on the tenth? I watched our two t- recommendations. Two other things, huh? The two recommendations. Um, well, we don't. We can talk about Ikiru right now. Okay, sure. Yes, because it is a week behind. I but watched yeah. Ikiru to Live by Akira Kurosawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, this film is amazing. It's brilliant. Um, I, I I loved it very much. Mm-hmm. It's it's just very great, very good. I loved it too. It I, sad. I gave it. I gave it four and a half stars as well. I uh, did. You gave it four and a half stars. I, yes. I saw. Uh, I just thought this movie is just uh, just a really, really thought provoking film. It makes you think. Like like uh, hey. is it? It makes you really not want to end up like this guy who who the who yeah. only began to live once he began to die. Mm-hmm. And it's just like why why you don't have to wait for it. You can just live a happy life. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. But also on just a character level, uh, it's just such a just such a great character of this of the guy. Yeah. And as he 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 see you can see him just become happy, happy, and it's just really heartbreaking when he uh, when he's like talking to the girl. Who he doesn't at all see like romantically, I guess. It's just like yeah. a friend, and he gets talking to the girl, and she gets really weirded out. Like, yeah. why do you keep on asking me to hang out with me? This is weird. But he, it's totally without malice. He just wants someone to, to bring him happiness. Uh, 
as he's dying. And uh, I love the actor too. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Takashi Shimura. Yes, of course. How could I forget? Mr. Watanabe. He's great. Uh, he, you said he's in a lot of. <laughs> yes. He's films. In, he's in almost all of them. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a good actor. Uh, I love the ending. I cried actually mm. at the swing. I cried. I cried at the I swing too. The I love the swing. Scene. Man, uh, that man, that got in me in the cover. Beautiful scene. Yeah. Um, the ending is amazing too. There's the last thirty minutes definitely weren't what I expected. Like actually, that it's like almost the whole. I think it's fifty minutes from when he dies, or is just his colleagues talking about him. I love that. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know about this, but it, it got to me. I, I started liking it a lot. Yeah. And they, they all had their, it was really well done. When it started cutting back to like their stories of him mm-hmm. and showing him, and the ending was really good too. When they said, we we must remember, we must, we're gonna sacrifice ourselves for the people. And then it cuts back to like probably whatever, like a month later when they're all sober and they go, uh, there there's a flood. Oh, give it to the parks department. And the one guy who like who loved Mr. Watanabe so much, he, like, stood up for a second and looked at him with, like, a look of shame. And then the camera brilliantly moved down with him, showing all the paperwork that he's just gonna... symbolizing that, you know, they didn't really mean it. They didn't have the same experience Mr. Watanabe did. He really put himself... He put himself into that park so good. And the ending where he died, pretty much... That was pretty much his legacy, was just that park. So a small little thing, but that was enough. Ikiru, man. Ikiru. That was a good movie. I like it. Uh, I, I rewatched Seven Samurai, and uh, I, I, it's a real, it's a real toss-up as to which one is better. But I think, in the end, I like probably Ikiru better than Seven Samurai, which uh, Ikiru is kind of the underdog of uh, of the Seven of the which which the what's the best character Kurosawa film? I haven't seen. I've only seen the first half of his movies, so I, I can't really say for sure because I haven't seen like High and Low, uh, which is one of one of the bigger ones. Um, but I feel like just not just not enough people have seen it. I feel like I feel like the most popular uh, Akira Kurosawa ones are all the ones that are Seven Samurai and After. But yeah, I took a break from Akira Kurosawa, but I'm gonna come back to it probably. I'll, once I've finished all this other stuff, because I, yeah, I just wanted to separate, as in, I just want to separate the two, uh, it into two halves. Anyways, uh, I watched another film that I gave four and a half stars. Wow. Amazing. On the 10th, called Unbreakable. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, I love that movie. Directed by... M. Night Shyamalan. As Quentin Tarantino says, M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Uh, as he said in his uh, best movie of from every year video, in which he mentioned Unbreakable as his favorite movie of the year two thousand, apparently. Um, but yeah, Unbreakable is a, is a superhero is a superhero film that's not uh, that's unlike any other, I would say, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it's uh, it's about uh, just a guy who who lives a normal life and has sort of all his life just not even thought about the fact that for some reason he's never gotten sick and for some reason he has never gotten even injured at all and uh and that he faked his college uh his his uh, an injury in college for, uh just so that he could marry his wife who was against football because she was she's a physical therapist and she doesn't like people getting injured 
And and so this guy, Mr. Glass, played by uh, Sam Samuel Jackson. L. Jackson, greets him, and, and he's a big comic book fan, and he uh, tells him, you know what i i i you know uh i think you might be like a super superhero and at first he thinks this guy's crazy but eventually through his own learning thinks about it he goes when have i gotten sick yeah when have i gotten it's sick? really an awesome and this is one of the times i really want to refrain from any spoilers because i think the ending is really awesome yeah uh so i don't want to talk about the ending for those of you at home if, I recommend you watch it right away. I think it's better than The Sixth Sense, in my opinion. I like best movie. I like The Sixth Sense a lot, uh, but I think this one's even better. It might just because it, it might be just because I didn't know what the twist was, but I didn't know for The Sixth Sense. Who knows? But uh, Unbreakable, I loved so much. Uh, yeah. One of the best superhero movies ever made. Really, just uh, just such an interesting. Uh, character and i love bruce willis's performance it's just a it's a very serious performance usually bruce willis is the big like action guy but this one's very very serious and like like well done like like uh like very micro uh and yeah just a uh, great surprise i don't know why i put this off for so long uh, it's on my list and i was like i don't know if i'll like this but i loved it so much i recommended that to you is it me you did yeah awesome yeah uh have you seen Split? We saw it. You yeah. seen it, right? Yeah, that's I it. Haven't seen Glass though. And you remember the ending of Split? Was David Dunn's there? I don't really remember that. Yeah, Split's pretty great, and Glass is a hellfire. Glass mm. is awful. It completely just ruins. Do you care what happens at the end of Glass? Yeah. It's, it's just really lame what happens mm. to the to every single character. Just yeah. really disappointing. Especially I watched Unbreakable the night before I watched Glass, so it was really disappointing to just. I won't spoil it, but yeah, it's a bad movie. But Unbreakable is a masterpiece. The other scene I really love is the scene where they where he's doing bench presses and he didn't even realize the whole and, he, and his and his dad his son keeps on putting more his son puts on more weight than he's ever bench pressed in his life and he like barely even notices it and he's like keep on putting on more and there's absolutely no difference in the strength and it's interesting because it's like. He, he's been exercising the same way this whole life and he's never tried to go beyond it because he's like this is my absolute peak but it turns out every way this is absolute peak because he's just a super strong man David Dunn good scene uh, and then on the 10th I watched the Alfonso Cuaron movie recommended to me by Sam Manel mm. Children of Men came out in 2006 this is the f- fourth most popular Alfonso Cuaron movie uh, after Roma, Gravity, and Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban. Um, so yeah, I like this movie a lot. This is another, this is another uh, uh, sci-fi film like Under the Skin, but actually nothing like Under the Skin. Uh, it's about a. Uh, have you you haven't seen it, have you? Mm-mm. You know you know the premise behind it. Mm-mm. It's about a world in which it's just randomly, with no absolutely no explanation, one day, everyone on Earth went infertile, or all the women went infertile, and they're, uh, uh, they slowly just notice like there's no pregnancies on my list for seven months and then and so the movie takes place 18 years after that happened and it's a really just a really depressed world and um, I think every single government in the world has collapsed except for England and England has become sort of a refugee place for uh, for for people who uh, who are basically living in like a basic basic hellland hellscape 
in every other country there's like radiation everywhere so they're trying to get there but England can't have everyone so it becomes this situation where there's so many immigrants trying to get in that they're constantly like oppressed and just put in chains and 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 um just you know put into their own like terrible living situation that's almost as worse as if they just stayed where they were but what happens is the big you know inciting incident is that one woman gets pregnant but she's a she's an immigrant she's a refuge she's an immigrant refugee and so they can't just tell the government because they know as soon as she get as soon as she's born the government's just going to take away their baby her baby and say it was some other british citizen and so they have to try and save her and it's a just a a guy the guy uh, there's a guy who's the main character who's a british citizen who used to be at, uh, like a protest like like a, i guess like a what would be the word? You know, like in Phineas and Ferb across the second dimension. Oh, rebellion. <laughs> he used to be like part of the rebellion, and then he sort of fell out of it. But now he's back into it. <laughs> just like in Phineas and Ferb across the second yeah, dimension. Yeah, just like in Smurfs, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Anyways, uh, that didn't make any sense to the viewers at home because I realized that's I referenced that in that episode of the podcast. The thing that we that, recorded that doesn't that, exist anymore was burned in terrible electrical outage but anyways uh i love this film a lot i thought it was amazing i gave it four stars just a really interesting film uh really saddening film but also really it's like a really interesting idea it's basically just saying like the importance of youth and like how screwed we would be if we didn't have children around how sad we would be without the you know the warmth of of innocence in the world it really takes away your innocence and that's what it's trying to say like without that innocence the child's innocence we lose we all lose our innocence and everything you know just goes terribly and uh really beautiful to just looking at the children and looking at the child like they're all like there's a scene where they're all fighting like shooting at each other and then everyone just completely stops because they realize there's a baby and they're all like cease fire cease fire and it's like it's Alfonso Cuaron, so obviously he does like the long takes. It's like two minutes, and they're just walking, and like people like looking at the baby. And as soon as they get out of there, they all just start like a like a bomb lands and it slews, and then right away they're back to shooting each other. Really cool, but yeah, I liked it a lot. That was good recommendation, Sam. Judge Dredd, maybe not so much. Although I I get it. Uh, it's a it's a it's a good you know like campy film, I guess. I it definitely see the entertainment value in it. But anyways, cool. Then, did you watch anything else on the 10th? Yeah. I think you said one I more. I did, yeah. Which one? I rewatched It Happened One Night. Mm. Good for you. Yeah. Did you like it the second time? Yes, I actually bumped it up to 10 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. This is a, this is a, this was already my fo- favorite romantic movie. Mm. Um, you should watch When Harry Met Sally. But I watched I watched this again. I I will admit, I half watched it. I was building a Lego set mm. while watching it. Um, so, I was half watching it. For the most part, but I was entertained. My ears were entertained while I was building the Lego set, and I, I actually did fully watch the part that I didn't like last time. I didn't like the entire, pretty much once they're separated. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of that. But this time, I really liked it. I, I understood. It was just. It was very frustrating to see them. They keep almost meeting, and they they, they should just be together already. But they just keep, um, you know, you've seen the movie. Yes. Um. So that 
I thought I thought that was a little bit too dragged on the last time I watched it, but this time I completely had no problems with it. I absolutely loved it. And the ending is great with the walls of Jericho coming down. Great mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it's a hilarious movie. I really like it. Uh, Clark Gable just is insanely charismatic in this movie. Um, Claudette Colbert is amazing as well. She's really great. Yeah. I absolutely adore this film. James Stewart was in a movie with Clark Gable in the 1930s. Fun fact. Wow. I'm after, fun fact, after this, I'm going to watch the, the hit 1950 James Stewart film called Harvey about James Stewart and an imaginary rabbit. Awesome. According to the plot synopsis. Yeah, so it happened one night. I love that movie. Love it, too. Fantastic. People in love are seldom hungry. Did you watch anything today? No. Okay, well, I w- I'll just say the movie I watched yesterday, and then the movie I watched today, and then we could do Cinema Paradiso. Paradiso. Well, I did watch about, oh yes, um, probably 40, maybe 30 uh, one-minute short films from the 1800s. You could talk about your experience. You yes. could talk, not individually, but you could talk about your yes. experience. I'll, I'll let you go. Okay. Talk, talk, so, I Married an Axe Murder is the movie I watched next, starring... Uh, uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Uh, Not Michael Myers. Yeah, funny like bit. The, it's like David Dreyer. Yeah, uh, we need a Mike Myers. This is Mike Myers. Uh, funny. Yeah. Anyways, you know in this movie, Mike Myers does does uh, he plays his dad and he uh, does a uh, he does his uh, Shrek accent impression. The, the fat bastard ac- accent too. I don't know what that is. You never you never seen any of the Austin Powers? I've seen the first one. Culture. Fat bastard he was before Shrek, I think. He is, it's basically the same voice. That's fun. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, this was recommended to me by Peyton Greider. Shout out to you, Peyton Greider, a classmate in my video production class. Uh, and I like this film. I thought it was funny. Um, good, fun time. The thing I like the most about it, and this is not even like anything related to like the filmmaking, but there's a scene where they do some slam poetry. It's really great... Uh, really great groovy rhythm they're getting there so you should watch just that clip you know i wouldn't i wouldn't say you have to watch this movie i'd say you'd probably have a fun time but if you're gonna watch anything watch that one little clip of of you know look up so i married an axe murder uh uh beat po- or slam poetry i think it's awesome but uh anyways god Keep on saying it. You don't have to. Apologize. <laughs> it's, a, it's a word in the English language that we use to transition. Yeah. So. I know. It's a but I'm just so over aware of it. Anyways. I'm not aware of it. That one was on purpose. Uh, yeah, I, I like this. <laughs> Sounds like a fun movie. Yeah. Should I yeah, blobble I about it. my 18? Give it three stars. Films, all of which you've seen. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It wasn't really done, but. I wasn't really oh, done talking about sorry. the movie. Keep going then, I guess. Well, it doesn't seem like you're very interested, so you could. No, I was yours. interested. I want to hear your thoughts of "So I Married an Axe Murderer." Well, all I really want to say Who is was that the the girl was the axe murderer, right? It's a spoiler. Can't tell you. Uh, it's a big surprise at the end. Uh, um, but the thing I'd say about the movie is that I didn't find it to be particularly funny. Like it, I didn't laugh at all. I maybe I laughed like two times. So it wasn't a. It's a. It's supposed to be a comedy. So that's really what brought it down. It didn't have any real funny stuff for me, but it was entertaining, just not very funny. Anyways, see, that's all I, I had to say. Go on. Anyways. Okay. Well, as I uh, as I said, I watched 
I finally decided to do it, and I, I've, I think, I think I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I'm going to watch the first fifty of each year. Mm. So, it's impressive. Uh, I watched all the way up to where there was fifty. So I watched, mm-hmm. I think eighty four. There was thirty nine films on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. So I stopped at eighty five, where there was exactly fifty. Wow. And I so think you watched up to eighty five. Tonight I'll watch those. Yes, so I started all the way with the first movie ever on Letterboxd, Passage of Venus. Mm, love that one. <laughs> just yeah, the, the thing. The thing. Uh, just amazing. The thing uh, the viewers at home should know is that there's a couple of movies on Letterboxd that are that are um, marked as there as being movies, but the 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 real truth is that that movie and uh, all the like animal moving movies are not really movies. They're just they're just. Uh, a bunch of pictures taken on yeah. separate cameras yeah. stitched together. The real first movie is Round Hay Garden Scene. The real movie, first movie is shot on actual ca- just one camera. So, anyways, fun fact, but proceed. Yeah, so I'm not going to obviously go through all, all of these, but they were all, I mean, they were basically all the same thing. Just demonstrations of movement or uh, one, one La Home Machine was, was kind of cool. It was a, the first animation Mm-hmm. experiment of an animated man walking and again yeah most of just all of these are animals or people moving to just kind of demonstrate movement a lot of them are naked too yeah, a surprising amount they're just completely butt naked uh a lot a lot of them are completely butt naked just really surprising um yeah there's some cool didn't have any uh mpaa back then because motion pictures no, did not exist no they did not yeah there was a couple of uh, cool ones. I, I like the City Life ones. It was just kind of mm-hmm. cool to see a glimpse of over a century yeah. ago, just an average a, day in the city. There's a lot of... I've watched a couple on YouTube where they colorize and add sound to those, and they mm-hmm. fix the frame rate, so it's much more realistic. If you haven't watched those, those are also cool. Yeah, and it's... Uh, you just think each people, each and every person in the, that video is dead now. Yeah, I don't think that, but... Um, I think it, it fascinates me. I wrote I wrote in my one of the reviews, I said, I wonder where each... Each person in this video is going. There's so many people walking each direction. Yeah. Where were they going? Their friend's house, home, the grocery store, to school, to work. I wonder what were they doing in that one day. Their book club meeting could be They're all dead now. One of million of things. It's fascinating. That's one of the great yeah. things about film to look at a time that we'll never get to see. Another great thing is that film has only been around for 120 yeah. years. It seems so long, but it's only mm-hmm. it's that you know it's only two generations of human beings long. Yes, uh, and there, there, there's quite a couple that aren't available anymore, and I, I, I logged those as well. But I just wrote, doesn't exist anymore. Logged it as why would you log it? Exist anymore? It's just gotta bump your film count up. That doesn't count, Kevin. But I want to see all of them. But you haven't seen it though. Yeah. Well, what's well, my letterboxd? I guess. So yeah, I don't. There's not too much to talk about. Anything else? There's a there's a fun trilogy called the Monkey Shines trilogy in mm-hmm. which uh, Thomas Edison experimented with light and shapes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a, it looks like an ethereal figure just kind of moving around. Yeah, Thomas Edison made one of the lowest rated films on Letterboxd. Uh, actually, yeah. of a bunch of elephants being electrocuted. Um, mm. Very, very nice. sad as a very as an nice. animal rights activist myself. Or not an activist, but rather a not eat 'em divist. 
very yeah. disheartening. I don't know. I think that one comes over. There's also a, a couple of cool animations, too. There's a couple of old French animations uh, that I liked. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think tonight I will do... I made a list, too. I, I, I made a list. Mm-hmm. Top 50 of 1895. There they all are. I've wow. seen 2%. Cause I watched one last Real night. pun cue. Yeah, so very, very fun. I've watched... So that'll be my I've, fun little journey to watch one-minute videos. Every I've day. watched... Uh, up to 1898, I've watched 69 from every year for oh, three years. You're doing 69 from each year? Yep, for every year. It's a funny number. Just chose it randomly. I'm doing 50. I think 50 is a good even number. It's actually probably going to be 70 because one because someone, some jerk uh, moved a movie from 1980. 1897 to 1896 so the numbers got shifted over and I can't unsee a movie so now um, Mm. going to have to go up to 70 but anyways good for you well then I watched uh, on the 11th I watched did I I no I watched The Running Man Uh, another 80s you watched this this morning yes another 80s action film recommended to me by my dad uh about Arnold Schwarzenegger, who goes on a, a who, run? Go, who goes on a uh, a game show called The Running Man, where they take pr- prisoners, and uh, they force them to try to escape a bunch of these stalkers. Uh, I use air quotes. Who are these paid? They, they pay them to hunt down basically pris- these prisoners and to try and kill them. But the whole game show is that if you manage to escape all every prisoner, then you get you know, you get your you get your sentence. Uh, uh, what's the thing? Lessened? No, not lessened. Completely eliminated. Supported. That the president's can, what's the thing that president presidential can do? pardon? Yes, you get your c- crime pardoned, and uh, so that's the whole uh, that's the whole movie. But Arnold Schwarzenegger is, was was wrongfully co- convicted because it's a dystopian future in which the government is a complete dictatorship and they chain and they skew the media so that people stay subdued and they try to convince everyone that Arnold Schwarzenegger killed a bunch of civilians when really Arnold Schwarzenegger was disobeying orders to kill a bunch of civilians because he was a kind person. Wow. So anyways, yeah, it's a, it's a fun movie. I gave it three stars, but uh, I didn't think it was crazy. I thought I, the part that I actually liked the least was when they were in the maze. I liked everything before and after it a lot more, uh, but in it, it kind of just seemed like, you know, going through the motions, but... I liked it. I liked everything for the most part. Cool. So, I think we should move on to and our I guess recommendation this is the, for the week. Uh, the final one of the Luke day that we'll Steve's talk about. recommendation that we watched yesterday. Of course. The uh, fantastic Italian film Cinema, Cinema Paradiso. Paradiso. Or in Italian, Nuovo Cinema Paradiso. Or new, the, the new Cinema Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes, this is a movie about uh, a young boy in Italy who just falls in love with films? If you want to speak falls Italian, in love you with would say Italia, but with cinema, mm-hmm. uh, and he he pretty much just recounts his youth uh, because he's a big big hotshot filmmaker now, and he basically the whole the whole film is a it's just a, re- a retelling of his his youth, his stories, yes. his Alfredo. Alfredo is one of the best characters in movie history ever. I love him so much. He's the best. Kind man. Kind yeah, man. it's about beautiful man. It's about just about the love and the magic of cinema and this boy who's just he just loves loves movies and from the very young age he's drawn to them and and he's 
begins to make friends with the projectionist, mm-hmm. and they have just this, such a great wholesome relationship. And Alfredo is is sort of he he likes what he does, but he but he is sort of dissatisfied. And so, as sad as it is, he doesn't he, want he doesn't want him to uh, save all the he, same life. He doesn't want him to live this life that he he wants him to go out, and he did, and. Uh, yeah, just a nice, just amazing, like just beautiful film. It really makes you wanna. Very well done. Be a Italian boy in post World War Two Italy who is working as a projectionist in a small family-run really, theater. That would really, be the life. Except for all the terrible things that probably also happened to him that we didn't see off screen, like you know, going through poverty and not getting properly nourished and uh but anyways the fire was sad, was sad fire part. was sad all the film lit on fire yeah and with that mom was mean too the, the, but it's understandable the ending with uh with all the kissing scenes yeah. together i teared up quite, i quite choked beautiful. me up i didn't cry but i choked me up quite a bit meaningful and yeah. uh good beautiful beautiful film love it a lot good recommendation luke perfect, perfect recommendation Especially for our podcast. And Luke said, I've just had the soundtrack on a loop for a few weeks. Yes, great. Uh, great response to your... Uh, great score. Um, yes, yeah. beautiful. Um, uh, uh, sorry, I just had to crack my back. Uh, okay. can't think of too much else to say. But yeah, yeah. Love I it. gave it a 9 out of 10. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Heartwarming. Tear-jerking. Just beautiful. I gave Check it, it out. Four, it's on HBO four, Max. Five. It is. And HBO Go, I think, probably. It's not now. Oh, it's not? No. It's yeah. not? Looked sure. it up on Just Watch. That's sad. Well, anyways, what's your recommend? No, no, it is, it is, it is. Look, look, look. HBO Go and HBO Max right there. Well, so. I know, but I'm just a dumb piece of crap. Okay. I mean, I didn't say it. You did. What's your recommendation for this All one? right. My recommendation is another Italian film called Life is Beautiful. I've told you about this a couple of times before. This is a movie about the Holocaust. Um... And oh yes, the one that you Italian. said when we were talking about um, when I was talking about yes, it won it won it, it won best foreign film the year it came out, and it's just beautiful, it's amazing, and it's not available anywhere to stream, but it's I, I bought it on DVD and it should be coming soon, oh, wow. before just for me this week, not just for you, it's, I wanted to watch it anyways, and it's not available on Blu-ray, well it is, but only for like ninety dollars, so I bought it on DVD. Sounds like and I think like... I think you'll love it. It's a beautiful film. We watched it in my history class, and um, a lot of the kids in that class two years ago were a bunch of jerks, but they all seemed to really enjoy the movie. So it's a movie that everyone can enjoy, even though it's a foreign film. It's very funny. And it's very sad too, and I really think you'll like Kinda it. Kind of like life. <laughs> yes, just like life. It's beautiful. Well, thanks for your recommendation. Kevin. It has a very high rating. You can see. Yeah, it has a 4.2. Probably on the Letterboxd Top 250, I would have to assume. It's a beautiful film. Well, do we have any emails this week, Zach? I'll just have to check here. Beep, boop, boop, beep, 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 beep. I don't think we do. (laughs) Beep, boop, boop. I am your computer. What is your question? Yes, computer, uh, do I have any emails this week? It's silly. No, you don't. I am sad. I am a sad computer. No one gives me emails anymore. Please, viewers at home, email me, the computer, with emails. Okay. Questions, comments, and concerns. Okay. Film recommendations. Okay. Praise or hate. Email me, 
the computer, okay. this fun new character on the podcast, okay. recurring character, I'll come back every week, beep, okay. boop, boop. Oh, thanks, computer. Well, computer, I'm sad to say it, but I'm going to have to shut you down for the week. Aw, that's sad. I'm a sad okay. computer. Okay, computer, I'm going to shut you down now. All right, this is a bit much. This is going on for a bit long. This is going on for a bit long. My friend, my friend, I thought you were my brother. Well, it looks like we have no emails this week. That was not funny. Um, I think everyone at home thought it was funny, though. So. All right, well, if there's nothing else to say, I guess we can end it there, right? I guess so. Next week, uh, apparently, or it might mean, it might mean, I guess. Next week, I will be 19. Next week, I will not have wisdom teeth anymore. Well, wow. we might just film before. I I'll be a year older and you'll have less teeth. Yep. I'll actually only be th- uh, four days, three day, two days older. Reminds me of a funny quote from Miracle on 34th Street in which Santa wrote his age as, uh, uh, as old as my tongue and just a bit younger than my teeth. <laughs> funny. Yep. Well, we love you, Alfredo. And as we like to say here, um, yeah, uh, Life is Beautiful is a good movie. Life is Beautiful uh, yeah, is a good agree. movie. Alfredo is a good character. Check it out. It'll be on my shelf. Oh, well, did you buy it? Yes. It's coming in the mail. Oh, I thought, I, sorry. <laughs> when I said Life is Beautiful, I meant uh, Cinema Paradiso. Cinema Paradiso, good movie. Alfredo. Cinema Paradiso is a good movie. Don't know anything about Life is Beautiful. Could be a trash film. Couldn't tell you. So. It's not. It's beautiful. It's great. Well, uh, as I always say, and sometimes Kevin says the other half of it, keep your friends close and your enemies closer.